Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's talk about the first thing that jumps off the chart. Then we're going to expand the conversation to keep things going in terms of where are they headed. Because I will tell you, and we'll talk about this later, they're headed to a destination. That's the way this works. When you see a market that's relentlessly going somewhere, it's going somewhere. It's the duck concept. If it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it is in fact a duck the majority of the time. Where is this duck going? We're going to talk about it another time tonight so that we all have an understanding and we're all on the same page. Okay, fair enough. They got to the 200 period moving average. We've been talking about this. These type of things become magnetic. They draw price in. I've been talking about it in the notes section of Inside the Numbers for a few days. I talked about it in these videos. They're going to get to the 200 period moving average. But wait, there's more. Going further with our larger picture assessment, there are stones throw away from the 50 period moving average on the weekly chart. Let's answer the same question that we answered last night, which is, are they really gonna come up short, turn away and not hit it? The likely scenario is they're going to hit the 50 period moving average, they're going to spike through the 50 period moving average, and whether or not they go higher depends on a lot of other stuff. But at a minimum, a target is the 50 period moving average. Right now, this week comes in at 433 and change. Let's keep on keeping on. Remember, this is options expiration week. And what that means to us is we have the awareness that weird stuff can happen. Doesn't have to happen, but weird stuff does happen during options expiration week. What does that mean to you and me leading into tomorrow, Thursday, Friday? Not much unless we start to see some kind of a pullback. And a pullback is normal garden variety stuff. So let's talk about a pullback and where it becomes something other than a pullback. Let's draw our attention to small pullbacks. So we just use a couple as an example. Market runs up to here, pulls back. Market runs up again, pulls back and a very shallow pullback. Two days, maybe three days of a pullback and then she goes up again. So what happens if, let's just say Wednesday and Thursday, we have a little bit of a pullback, the SPY comes down a few bucks, maybe to four and a quarter, maybe to 426, 427, 423, something in that neighborhood. Is that necessarily something to open a federal case over? And the answer is, no, it's not. We would start to open a federal case if they started getting below and closing intraday like hourly candles and then certainly daily candles below 420. That would raise our eyebrows. That would get our attention for the possible bear case rather than just a shallow pullback. And while we're on the topic, if they were doing that, and it's an if, we don't know, we have a gap down here and oh, by the way, we have the breakdown box. Well, this is the top of the breakdown box. So if they started recapturing on the south side back into the zone of the breakdown box, it doesn't necessarily mean that the market's falling apart, but it means that the breakout 
over the breakdown box may be over. However, further that, what if they came back to test the top side of the breakdown box? That would represent around 417.50, give or take, right in this area here. Well, that would be coming back to retest the most recent or a former breakout area, wouldn't it? And the answer is, yes, it would. So even though if they started getting below 420, which is right over here, that's where our eyebrows get raised. But if they get back inside the breakdown box, that's a different story. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So we have to look at both sides of the tape. The tape is bullish. The trend at present is up. The trend on the daily chart is up. The trend on all intraday charts is certainly up. And if they recapture the 50-week moving average and stick there, then the trend on the weekly chart changes back to up. Remember, the trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Now, let's flip back over to the bull case and talk about what happens if they continue to push higher. Remember, the 50-week moving average is above current price at around 433. And if we just demark where 433 is, and then we see what's next is we're into and climbing the next big time breakdown candle in the sequence. So what are we looking at? Well, the high is 438. Doesn't mean they have to get to the high, but if they're climbing the candle, they can certainly get to 436, 435, 437, somewhere in that neighborhood. They can get there. We don't know that they will, but they can. From an intraday perspective, we use the numbers to determine if another number is being activated. Start getting above one number, and it activates another number, another important spot, another place for overhead resistance. Here's something for the sticky note. Let's say they continue to melt up this week. Let's say they reach 437 and a half, 438, 438 and a half in that neighborhood. Let's say they're not creeping up there, but they get to that spot in somewhat of a hurry formation. Put this on your sticky note. They're not going to just blow through there like it's not even there. And there should be, under normal garden variety market conditions, a reaction back down in the other direction. We'll call it 438 plus or minus for argument's sake. That's the spot, not that they have to get to, but if they did get there, for example, this week, I think that's a spot worth taking a look at on the other side of the tape. Look at it this way. If you just take the last pivot high that they've already eclipsed, now, they could certainly come right back down tomorrow or whenever, but if you think about it, if they start pushing above this pivot high, what's the only thing left? The rest of this breakdown candle in here. Now, we don't know exactly where they're going to stop. Sometimes they get to the top. Sometimes they can't get to the top. But this is what they're doing. They're climbing the breakdown candle. We've seen this before many, many times. And just to reiterate one more time, it's a probability thing. The probabilities are different when you're talking about will they get there or when they get there, what's likely to happen. Totally different set of probabilities. The probabilities of them getting there, we'll call it a coin toss. The probabilities of them having a reaction in the other direction, if they got to the top of that breakdown candle in a hurry, well, that's not a coin toss. More often than not, that's what's going to happen. 
even if it's a reaction down a reasonable amount for a trade. Doesn't mean the market has to collapse from there, but a reasonable pullback from there is garden variety stuff. And by the way, one more thing. We talked about this last night too. That would be the bottom end of the next breakdown box. Oh, by the way. And that, my friends, I think is a pretty thorough review of where are we now and what happens if. Now, let's take a look inside the numbers. Let's see what happened today from an inside the number SPY commentary perspective, and then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was turnaround Tuesday at zero dark 30. There's a tiny pullback underway, but in the big scheme of things, they're just hanging around the highs. We want to get a snapshot of the big picture first thing in the morning. As for today's layout, 427 is the early pivot. This is put on the board at zero dark 30. The numbers are the same at zero dark 30 as they are at 9.30 a.m. when the market opens. That's Eastern Standard Time. Getting below opens the door for a pullback operation, only down to 426 for starters. But in the big scheme of things, remember, shallow pullbacks are still pullbacks. And if the market is bullish, they can be bought for another leg higher. That was my intention early in the morning. There's more but we'll do it in a real-time type of formation, more meaning more lower numbers if they were to crack 426. Now, here's another one. Pay attention to this. If they're going to continue pushing higher, we've got a few places of interest in the northbound lane. The pivot high of 429.66, the big fat round number of 430, and the 200-period moving average just short of 432. It's big picture stuff. Remember, the 200-period moving average, forget this stuff on the chart, I'm preparing for the next thing on the five-minute chart. 431.57, just short of 432. High of day was 431.73. That qualifies for just short of 432. Let's move along, see what else we have. Nine o'clock, is today the same as yesterday? Are we in for a pullback only to be met with the buy the dip crowd? Let's say that's the case. Where's the buy area? If we're looking at a shallow pullback, the zone between 426, give or take, and 425.35, give or take, is the place they would bounce from. That was the area that I was willing to buy. What if it's wrong? Then they'll start getting below and closing below 424.70 and go lower back to the zone from yesterday. They didn't do that, so we don't have to worry about it. 921, before the market opens. Staying above 427 is bullish. Getting below opens the door for a little bit lower. I'm a buyer in the zone if they get there. If they just stay above 427 and take off, the melt-up will continue towards the numbers we discussed already. 427 is the pivot, and if they just stay above, yada, yada, yada. And here's your five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line represents the pivot at 427, and as you can see, low of day happened to be 426.88, and that was it. They took back off to the upside. They really stayed above the pivot. They just came for a back test of the pivot, and that was it. I was willing to buy lower, wasn't really willing to buy the pivot. Some traders were, some traders did, and some traders were paid handsomely. Jordan and other participants in the room did go long the market, and they were paid accordingly. That's the live room, inside the numbers live. 
Now the market opens, we've got some overhead resistance. 428.75 to 429 is overhead resistance above and they're off to yesterday's highs and higher. As you can see in the second five minute candle of the day, the high was 428.78 and they did pull back to do what? Retest the pivot. I wasn't a shorter of the market up there. Some traders may have, not that I know of. I was looking to buy the market on a pullback for the run higher into the daily chart 200 period moving average. We're moving along. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. And here we go, 938. If SPY starts closing candles above 429, it's the bull case sooner than later. If they fall, I'm still a willing buyer. And then they float it around, float it around. They're testing the pivot 427. 426, give or take, is my spot for a buy still. That's my spot. If you want to buy the pivot, that's up to you. I'm just telling you what I prefer. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. You saw the whole thing. You saw the schematic. You see the schematic. At about noontime, you could see the writings on the wall. They did the thing where they recaptured 428 and a quarter. I cited that earlier. Here it is, 1057. If they get back above 428 and stick, 428 and a quarter, the bulls and floater people will take over. And there it is. Let me explain this one. So they eat time off the clock over here. And then instead of going higher like this, they fall and test the pivot. When they come back up, this is considered from a short-term perspective a breakout area because the market is breaking out above that spot. This is short-term stuff, but that's the way you read the tape. That's the way I read the tape. It seemed to be right. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. The numbers work. We're talking about the targets here. The next target in the North Bend Lane would be a decent spike of 431. Why? Because the daily chart 200 period moving average is just above 431.50. Yada, yada. You know the stuff. This is what happened. It was the duck once again. What about stocks on the move? We're going to take a look at KWeb. Baba didn't hit. It's off the board. BE didn't hit. It's off the board. Nova. We'll take a look at that one. And then we'll take a look at SE. L-I-T-E did not hit. So the ones that don't hit, they're off the board. We only want to trade stuff at our numbers, not somebody else's. KWeb, haircut at the open, 28.12 was the number. Low of day, 28.12, took off to the upside. What else can I say? Other than, funny how that works. They provided the stand-up double. It was kind of like one of those lasers off the wall. Baba didn't hit, but I wanted to look at it anyway. Came close. 91.17 was my number. Low was 91.40, close but no cigar. They turned around, went back in the other direction. Close. The numbers work. How about Nova? Low of day over here in the first candle. Not low of day, but the first candle. 26.93 against 26.93. They provide the minimum required base hit. Up to 27.61. That's another stand-up double. And in terms of scalp trading right around the opening bell, that is, in fact, a stand-up double. They came up short of the second number, so the trade is over, nothing else to do for the rest of the day in Nova. But you could see how they respected that in the afternoon. Same number, it's important. Save the worst for last. We had a bit of a shitburger today in SE, but it's not as bad as it looks on the chart. Let me explain. So they came up short of the first number, and the low was 83.07, and then they bounced away. A really nice bounce, 85 bucks and change. So the first number's off the board. They come into the second number, and it was still a legitimate trade, but the hour closed, 
The stopout happened, about a $2.50 loss. It is what it is, but that's what stops were made for, and it's not that often that they do happen, but they do happen. We had a bit of a shit burger. You can't win every trade. We just move on. So we're moving on to the folks over in Camp IWM. They didn't do anything today. They stalled out. They're hanging around the 200-period moving average. It's not out of the ordinary. As long as they stay above it and run sideways for a while, then they would be building energy for another push higher. Let's compare and contrast something. So you see the daily chart. You see where they are in the 200-period moving average, which is the most recent moving average that they just got to, and it wasn't close by. So traditionally, it would be overhead resistance. But what are they actually doing? Now, once again, we go to the weekly chart, and you see a convergence of moving average they haven't yet gotten to. So we've got a 50-period and a 100-period moving average just slightly above current price. They're magnetic. They have a tendency to draw price in, and that's likely what's happening at present. May take another day or two, may take a week or two. But under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to get up there. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they're above still the 50-week moving average, and on the daily chart, they're doing the same thing the IWM is. They're just hanging around that 200-period moving average, eating time off the clock, building energy to go somewhere else. Now, they could fail and come back down, or they can continue higher. If the markets continue higher, they're all going to continue higher. If the market, meaning the S&P 500 as the benchmark, comes down, they're all going to follow suit. We say it all the time. It's basically all the same market. Mr. and Mrs. Q, also known as the Q people, They're doing the same thing. They didn't get anywhere today. 33390, 334, important spot up to 335. Breakdown candle high, 33556. This whole area is a lot of what? Yes, overhead resistance. But what's above? You have a magnetic force drawing price in. 342 is the 200 period moving average. It's not close by, but if we start to get a push in the market, they're going to trade up into what? We talked about it last night up into this breakdown box, up into the 200-period moving average. That's where they're technically headed, barring some fall-apart type operation. The financials are creeping higher, no new news here. They're still lagging from a big-picture perspective, but they're headed to where? They're headed to the magnetic thing, the 200-period moving average. They may not get there, but that's what's happening at present. If something comes in between and stops it, from happening. The S&P hits something, turns around and goes the other way. They're all going to go the other way. But right now, the duck is staring at the 200 period moving average. Doesn't have to get there tomorrow, but that's what's happening. They would have to first get through this pivot high here, 36.10. If they do, then they can begin working on getting into this breakdown candle, not necessarily up to the high, but somewhere in this candle, which coincides with about halfway up, the 200-period moving average. There's your spot. We don't know they will get there, but if they do get there, they're going to begin to run into overhead resistance between the 200 and that breakdown candle high. Put that on a sticky note. About Smash Mouth. So they were down 1% today, so it's a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So whether we can or cannot interpret anything from that, remains a mystery until we see tomorrow's activity. One day doesn't make a trend or a market or anything, but two days, three days, all of a sudden you have to raise an eyebrow, you have to have the awareness. So we're aware, but at present all they're doing is 
hovering around the highs. They came back for a retest around the highs right up here, and they just haven't had enough energy to bust through. Pull back a little bit's not a big deal. Pull back a lot may become a big deal. Right now, it's just a shallow pullback. 1% isn't really a big deal when you take into consideration not only where they came from down here, but even where they came just several days ago from two and a quarter, give or take. Coming down three bucks a percent is not a big deal. Everything has to be put in perspective. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.